2021 class superlatives, a look at which players have entered the transfer portal so far, and predicting the Big 12 bowl games, all on today's episode of Locked on Pokes. Thanks for making Locked on Pokes your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. You are Locked on Pokes, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Pokes is brought to you by Sonos. Sonos is the official sponsor of ESPN College Football. Go to Sonos.com to learn more. What is up, Cowboy fans? Welcome to the Locked On Pokes podcast, your daily Oklahoma State podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, I'm your host, Linda Godfrey, co-host of Fantasy Besties and avid Oklahoma State fan. You can follow me on Twitter at Lindellians. You can follow the show at Locked underscore on underscore pokes on Twitter or find the show at the Locked On Pokes Facebook page. Make sure you follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast app to get the latest shows every weekday here with Locked On Pokes. I'm sorry I went missing for about a week and a half. I tested negative for COVID, but I couldn't even sit up straight without getting dizzy. I felt like absolute, um, I did not feel well last week at the end of uh, two weeks ago and and all of last week. So I'm back on my feet, I'm back on the mend, and y'all are stuck with me five days a week. So I just wanted to apologize for that and uh, threaten you with having to put up with me five days a week. The first thing we're going to start with today is 2021 football superlatives. You are listening to the 2011 Ponca City, Oklahoma class clown nominee. So I feel like this is a expertise of mine. We're going to start with most improved and I have to give it to Spencer Sanders. I hate to be that person that's like, if you take out this in this game, then he played fantastic. But seriously, over half of it of his interceptions this season were against Baylor. He had 12 interceptions on the season. Seven of them were against Baylor. So if you take out both of those games, he played a fantastic season. He made good decisions with the football. He went 209 for 341. He stayed healthy, which was huge. You know, we missed him in that first game. Shane Illingworth played and we didn't have Spencer Sanders in that first game, but We've had several seasons now where he's had an injury that's kept him out a game or two at a time. So it was nice to have him there the entire time. He strung together a really solid couple of games until the end of the season. I mean, but we had a stretch there in the middle where he just played fantastic football. Some of his best decision making, some of his best running decisions, just just really as a whole, some of his best football He threw for almost 2,500 yards, had 543 on the ground. In 2020, he went 155 for 247, which is technically a percent better in completion percentage, but he only played nine games compared to the 13 he played this season. And I just really liked what we saw from Spencer Sanders this season. Again, outside of those Baylor games where he couldn't, you know, he was trying to give up the football, get it out of bounds, and he, he couldn't push that ball out of the, out of bounds. And it all came down to his decision-making skills, which I think drastically improved this season outside of, of some questionable decisions. But there weren't as many times where I was going like, 
dude, what? So I think that's, I think that's improvement. I'm not saying it was issueless, but from an eye test standpoint, I think he improved this season in an offense that wasn't always kind to him. There was play calling issues. There were drop passes, offensive line injuries, but really the lackadaisical offensive play calling, I think was a huge issue for the offense as a whole, but for Spencer Sanders this season. So I'm going to give him the most improved superlative for the 2021 season. Next up, an award I know well, class clown has to go to Tom Hutton. I'm sorry, but his tweet about Lubbock was the funniest thing that happened this college football season. And that's a, a monkey, an assistant coach's monkey attacked a child on Halloween. And I'm still giving the nod to Tom Hutton and that Lubbock, Texas tweet. The tweet is gone and probably for the better because while it was hilarious, it was a little petty. I could see how it would be viewed as mean, but as you all well know, once something's on the internet, there it is to stay. After shutting out Texas Tech University on November 20th, Tom Hutton tweeted, I'm going to try not to laugh. They say the quality of a place is determined by the character of its people. And it's true. Lubbock is a shithole, which objectively is a hilarious tweet. It's a fantastic tweet. As you can imagine, Lubbock natives and Texas Tech fans didn't take well to the tweet. Uh, they called out his punting average yards, which compared to their punter were uh, subpar because all their best player that game was their punter. But from an average college punter standpoint, Tom Hutton ranks very, just average, not bad. So, you know, they attacked the thing they thought they could. Um None of it stood up to the hilarity of his tweet. Texas Tech fans have a history of throwing trash on the field. They threw trash on the field during that game. You know, you're frustrated. You're getting shut out. I get being in the heat of the moment. I am very anti-litter. If I see trash on the ground while I'm walking, I will pick it up. I don't care if I'm in a grocery lot, parking lot, Dollar General. It doesn't matter. I will stop and pick it up and put it in a trash can. That being said, I've yelled things I'm not proud of yelling uh, at football events. So I I get being in the heat of the moment, but don't throw trash. This is a PSA to all fans of any team ever. Quit. Don't do that. Just don't. Be a little bit more respectful than that. Again, I get why he deleted it. He was probably told to delete it. I understand. But for the tweet alone, Tom Hutton is the funniest Oklahoma State Cowboy It still makes me actually laugh out loud when I think about it. Next up, cutest couple. And I'm going to throw you guys for a loop here, but give me Tanner Brown and Phil Goals featuring the game against the Texas Longhorns. So what? I accidentally picked two special teams players for superlatives. Sue me. I think they deserve a little bit of attention. Tanner Brown went four for four on Phil Goals and two for two for extra points in his second start of the season. That game ended 32-24, to so while we harp on Mike Gundy for playing conservative sometimes, in this case it worked out because Tanner Brown was able to connect on those field goal attempts. I love to see that from a guy that kind of gets thrown into an atmosphere that maybe he's not fully prepared for. So fantastic job by him. I was thrilled watching that game. I liked watching him really deliver when his name got called upon you know that next man up mentality and 
and he wore it like a badge and and he did exactly what he was asked to do so cutest couple to tanner brown and phil goals featuring the texas game does that make it the cutest thruple i don't know most likely to succeed and i think no one will be surprised that it's colin oliver the true freshman 28 tackles including 15 for loss and 11 and a half sacks an all true freshman for the pff team he had 39 quarterback pressures He's already listed as a 2022 Dark Horse Heisman candidate. When I say this kid made noise, like, I know we're talking about him, and that's how I feel like a lot of times the Oklahoma State football team is. Like, we know how good some of these players are. But, man, Colin Oliver is getting national attention. He is be- He made a name for himself this season as a true freshman. That's something that's fantastic to see. He hasn't made any mention of leaving which is also great. You have to hope that he knows kind of what's going on inside the facility, who's going to be that defensive coordinator. He just did such a fantastic job this season as a true freshman. It was phenomenal to watch. I can't wait to see what he grows into. Whatever it is, it's going to be successful. I can guarantee you that he's already an absolute monster. You guys are not surprised by this nomination. It was a no-brainer for me. I won't spend too much terribly time too much time on it but just a a fantastic year from Colin Oliver and I I couldn't come up with like a cute name to say a position that didn't get the credit that they deserved so if you guys have an idea for that superlative name throw it at me but I didn't have anything and it's going to be the offensive line when our offensive line was fully healthy when all the starters were healthy and it was that same group there in the middle of the season when Oklahoma State football was playing its best offensive football of the season, everyone thrived. Jalen Warren played fantastic. Spencer Sanders was playing fantastic. Tay Martin got open more often because the defense had to worry about something else. When that offensive line was playing at full health, it was a good offensive line. Danny Godleski especially was key to that offensive line playing as center, We saw what happened when he wasn't playing for those final two games, especially in the Big 12 championship against Baylor when we were on the uh, one-yard line and couldn't score a touchdown. That's when the offensive line becomes becomes so crucial and so important to the game plan. And it's, it's just not something that gets recognized enough. So, you know, maybe I use these as an excuse to recognize some players on the team that needed some recognition. So what? Sue me. It's my show. Next up, we've lost a few football players to the transfer portal, who it was and who's behind them. But first, a word from one of our sponsors, Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar out there, and you can get 15% off your order at Built.com with promo code LOCKED15. It tastes like a candy bar, but it's a healthy option for a sweet treat. 17 to 18 grams of protein and only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. Built Bar has 9 flavors ranging from raspberry to coconut to peanut butter chocolate. If you're adventurous and looking to try every flavor, you can check out Built Bar's Mix Box where you get 2 of each of the flavors over on Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It also looks like a candy bar. They are all coated in chocolate, you and my favorite thing. Again, head over to build.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That's LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. 
Make sure to check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview 2021, local experts, betting advice, and draft analysis. The most comprehensive college football playoff preview is live now. So the transfer portal, the vein of a lot of college football coaches, a lot of college football fans, uh, the vein of our existence, we got to talk about it. We have lost so far four players to the NCAA transfer portal. So we're just going to cover those, kind of what's going on in the backdrop in in the rooms that those guys are leaving. And we're going to start with Tanner McAllister, a safety, the first regular starter to enter the transfer portal. He started all 13 games for the Cowboys this season, 34 total tackles, five pass breakups, and ended the Texas game with an interception. This one no doubt hurts. Any any player that's leaving this defense is going to hurt, so losing a starter is an extra punch to the gut. It, it always will be. But in the safety position, we have All-American Colby Harvell-Peel and Trey Serling, both of which still have a year of eligibility left and haven't announced anything, so... There's a chance that we see both of them back for the Cowboys next season. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but they haven't said otherwise. So there is still that chance behind him. Behind them, we have Jason Taylor, a redshirt junior. We saw him make crucial plays all season long in, in times when we needed those crucial plays. Jason Taylor was a huge part of this Oklahoma State defense last season. I think he'll continue to play a big role in this defense and that's not the end of the room either. We saw Kanan Williams play well this season. Trey Rucker closed the season on a very significant high note. It doesn't take away from the hurt of Tanner McAllister. Like I said, that's a huge loss to this defense. But there is some uh, veterans in that. There are some veterans in that room. There are some people that have played some for this Oklahoma State defense. So I think we'll be okay. Doesn't take away the hurt, but I think we will be okay. Next up, Hunter Anthony, an offensive lineman. Knows where he's headed, but plans to play the bowl game with Oklahoma State. So he's said, you know, I know where I'm going to transfer, but I'm going to finish out the season with the Cowboys. I respect that. By the way, I also respect players that don't want to finish the the bowl game and, and opt out in order to transfer. I think either way, it's their option. So let them make the decision without you getting your panties in a wad. Uh, he played in 10 games this year, didn't have any starts. Oklahoma State has three offensive line commits from the 2022 class, a Juco transfer in Caleb Etienne, who should make an immediate impact. I'm very excited about him being in orange and black next season. But we have to fill uh, Danny Godleski's spot as well as offensive lineman standout Josh Stills. So filling that offensive line in is going to be huge for the Cowboys next season. It is detrimental that we have a strong chemistry built, healthy offensive line. So like I said, we saw how crucial that was to this season's play. It's definitely going to be the same amount of crucial for 2022. Jaden Jernigan, a defensive tackle was a redshirt sophomore. Again, any loss to this defense hurts. There was a ton of, players on this defense that made an impact Jaden Jernigan being one of them he missed all of 2020 with a heart condition after contracting COVID but played in all 13 games this season so 
just as, from that alone, what a fantastic story that he is back playing at full speed, doing exactly what he's asked to do on such a stout defense. Like I said, played in all 13 games this season, 19 tackles, 13 of them solo tackles, including two for loss and a sack. Plus, he added five quarterback hurries. He had a great year after a really, really tough 2020. So, shout out to him just, just for doing that alone. Again, losing anything on this defense is going to be tough for the Cowboys. But I, I do think we'll be able to supplement the losses that we've had so far. Hopefully, we don't see any other huge losses to this defense. And then the last player we know of that's entering the transfer portal is Desmond Jackson, a running back. 2020 was his most productive season behind Chuba Hubbard. This year, he dealt with some injuries while at Oklahoma State. This season, he missed six games and was the fourth leading rusher for the Cowboys. When you're talking about the Oklahoma State running back room next season, there are a lot of question marks, but I'm really excited about the youth that's in that room coupled with the talent because there is a lot of a lot of youth in that room but they're all real good ld brown still has a chance to return with a medical redshirt if he decides to so that's going to be uh, on his his own terms dominic richardson and Jaden nixon who were on the team this season will return next season dominic richardson will be a junior Jaden nixon was a true freshman this season so he'll be a sophomore next season Jaden nixon showed a lot for me at the end of the season. I really like what we saw out of him. Again, it's going to be crucial that we build that offensive line as it is for all uh, running back rooms, but I liked what we saw out of Jaden Nixon. The team also signed Ollie Gordon and CJ Brown, who are both four-star prospects. We could have a very young running back room next season, but it is a running back room full of talent. I'm very excited to watch to see how that plays out. You know, transfers are still entering from other schools so it could we could see somebody come into Oklahoma State and take over that running back room who knows but I'm really excited to see how that plays out I'm very excited for the spring game to watch that running back room and and how Mike Gundy plans to use them coming up Big 12 bowl games take off and I'm giving my predictions but first bet online got a makeover with a whole new look to start the basketball season but it's still the number one place for all your football and basketball action this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Basketball, baseball, football, football coaching staffs. Head to the new website or mobile app and use promo code Locked On for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Remember to use promo code Locked On to receive your welcome bonus. Bet online where the game starts. Last up on the agenda today, I'm talking Big 12 teams playing in bowl games. I'm not going to talk about Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame because I have the rest of the week to fully dive into that game. But all the other big current Big 12 teams playing in bowl games this season and my predictions. First up, the guaranteed Rate Bowl, West Virginia versus Minnesota. Minnesota is a five-point favorite. Letty Brown, the running back for West Virginia, declared for the NFL and will not play in the bowl game. That's going to make it tough for West Virginia. I think it's going to be a super heavy defensive game and a low-scoring affair. 
but I am a Big 12 homer, so give me West Virginia in this game. It'll be a surprise to me if they pull it off, but I do trust that defense a little bit, so I'm hoping that they can get it done with the running backs that they have in-house and, and can get Minnesota put away. The Texas Bowl, Kansas State versus LSU. On paper, this is a super fun matchup. I really like, you know, they're both allowing this around the same amount of points, both scoring the same amount of, po- of points, both uh, rushing the same amount. It's very, very similar teams on paper. Now, Kansas State is a three-and-a-half-point favorite. LSU has their interim head coach, a backup quarterback, and lots of transfer and opt-outs. Give me Kansas State and Deuce Vaughn for the win in this one. You guys know I love Deuce Vaughn. I think he plays really well against LSU. LSU has had trouble stopping elite running backs. I put Deuce Vaughn in an elite running back category, so give me KSU and Deuce Vaughn against LSU in the Texas Bowl. The Alamo Bowl, Oklahoma versus Oregon. Oklahoma is a seven-point favorite. Bob Stoops is back to be the interim head coach. Admittedly, that's a fun storyline. I did not like Bob Stoops when he was the coach of Oklahoma because he was the coach of Oklahoma. But I love watching Bob Stoops on Saturdays in the booth talking about football. I think he does a fantastic job, and he's really entertaining and, and kind of a breath of fresh air to what can sometimes be a stale commentary. I like Bob Stoops in the booth. So, admittedly, a fun storyline for me. Oregon is also without their head coach. So, two college football playoff contenders preseason. I think we can agree Oklahoma and Oregon were viewed as top teams headed into the season. Oregon, and they both kept it up. I mean, they were both college football playoff hopefuls not terribly long ago. Faceoff in the Alamo Bowl sands their head coaches because both of them have left for different head coaching starting jobs. College football Keeps you on your toes. you love to see it. They've got wide receivers opting out on both sides of the ball. If Caleb Williams has an on game, if he plays like the Caleb Williams that we've seen him capable of playing, then give me the Sooners in this matchup. If he has a down game, I think it may be more of a competition. But if Caleb Williams comes out and plays as well as we've seen him play, I think I think it, it goes to the Sooners. As Oklahoma State fans, we are all too familiar with the Cheez-It Bowl, which this year will feature Iowa State versus Clemson. Another matchup of college football playoff contenders preseason. Fall to face off in the Cheez-It Bowl. Of course, Spencer Sanders was the MVP last year in 2020. So this is big time for Iowa State and Clemson. Clemson is a one and a half point favorite. Clemson and Dabo lose their offensive coordinator and their defensive coordinator to other Power 5 schools. Uh, Of course, defensive coordinator Brent Venables is going to be the new head coach of Oklahoma. So while he's not coaching the bowl game for Oklahoma, he is neither coaching the bowl game for Clemson. Truthfully, I... I can't trust Brock Purdy, man. I never will be able to. I it's never going to happen. Iowa State had some bad beats to end the season against Texas Tech and against West Virginia. So, regretfully, give me Clemson. The Liberty Bowl is Texas Tech versus Mississippi State. What an exciting storyline this game holds. Most exciting thing about this entire game is that Mike Leach is coaching against Texas Tech. 
I don't know how much you guys know about this. Mike Leach was one of the winningest coaches in Texas Tech history and then was pushed out of the program from some questions about how he treated players. Of course, Mike Leach denies any wrongdoing on his part at all. Uh, I'm kind of with Stephen Simcox from Locked on Horn Frogs. Mike Leach, the like funny idiot things he says, I'm, I'm pretty over it. So I kind of hope that Texas Tech uh, shoves it in Mississippi State's face. Sonny Cumbie continuing to interim for Texas Tech after they fired Matt Wells midway through the season. Mississippi State are 10-point favorites. Texas Tech defense, among other question marks, are very concerning. And if Mike Leach can run this score up, you can guarantee that he will. So hopefully Texas Tech comes to play. They want to shut him up. I would love to see that. But I think if if things go in a world where we're pretending that Mike Leach thinks he's been wrong somehow, Mississippi State will win in some form of, of a revenge game. Heavy air quotes around revenge, by the way. In the Sugar Bowl, we've got Baylor versus Ole Miss. Ole Miss is two-point favorites. And honestly, I'm not putting any winning past Dave Arnotta. What a rock star coach Baylor got in that dude. Just completely turned the program around. He was a fantastic coach this, this season. I, I don't see any reason why he doesn't coach the hell out of this game against Ole Miss. Matt Quirrell is going to the NFL next year. He has said that, but he is going to play in the bowl game. Again, I just like to say one more time, I respect both decisions. It's Ultimately, it's their decision. Let them choose if they want to play or not. He's decided to play. The Baylors are the Baylors. The Baylor Bears are going to lean on their run game, regardless of who's under center for them. But I think this has the potential to be a really, really fun game. From a Big 12 Homer standpoint, give me Baylor, that coach, and that run game. But I would not be surprised to see Matt Coral light up the Bears through the air in this bowl game. I'm still gonna say the Bears. I think that defense the way the offensive offense played even with the, this true freshman that didn't know what he was doing playing quarterback. I just think that Dave Arnotta has that team so well-oiled. They are a well-oiled machine. So I will take Baylor against Ole Miss. As I said, I'm not going to talk about Oklahoma State versus Notre Dame today because we have all week to talk about that game. You guys know I'm going to predict Oklahoma State to win, so I don't need to dive into that just yet, but we'll get into it as the week goes on. Thanks for making Locked On Pokes your first listen every day. Now head to your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians or follow the show page at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter or the Locked on Pokes Facebook page. I will talk to y'all tomorrow. Go Pokes!